Chapters 15 to 18, Book 6, Volume 1 of Le Mort d'Arthur. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. Le Mort d'Arthur, Volume 1, by Sir Thomas Mallory. Book 6, Chapters 15 to 18. Chapter 15 how Sir Launcelot came into the chapel perilous, and got there of a dead corpse, a piece of the cloth, and a sword. Right so Sir Launcelot departed, and when he came unto the chapel perilous, he alighted down, and tied his horse unto a little gate, and as soon as he was within the churchyard, he saw on the front of the chapel many fair rich shields turned up so down, and many of the shields Sir Launcelot had seen knights bear beforehand. And with that he saw by him there stand a thirty great knights, more by a yard than any man that ever had seen. And all those grinned and gnashed at Sir Launcelot, and when he saw their countenance he dreaded him sore, and so put his shield afore him, and took his sword ready in his hand, ready unto battle. And they were all armed in black harness, ready with their shields and their swords drawn. And when Sir Launcelot would have gone throughout them, they scattered on every side of him, and gave him the way. And therewith he waxed all bold, and entered into the chapel. And then he saw no light but a dim lamp burning, and then was he ware of a corpse hilled with a cloth of silk. Then Sir Launcelot stooped down, and cut a piece away of that cloth, and then it fared under him, as the earth had quaked a little, therewithal he feared. And then he saw a fair sword lie by the dead knight, and that he got in his hand, and hid him out of the chapel. Anon, as ever he was in the chapel-yard, all the knights spake to him with a grimly voice, and said, Knight, Sir Launcelot, lay that sword from thee, or else thou shalt die. Whether that I live or die, said Sir Launcelot, with no great word, get ye it again, therefore fight for it, and ye list. Then right so he passed throughout them, and beyond the chapel-yard there met him a fair damosel, and said, Sir Launcelot, leave that sword behind thee, or thou wilt die for it. I leave it not, said Sir Launcelot, for no treatise. No, said she, and thou didst leave that sword, Queen Guinevere should thou never see. Then were I a fool, and I would leave this sword, said Launcelot. Now, gentle knight, said the damosel, I require thee to kiss me but once. Nay, said Sir Launcelot, that God me forbid. Well, sir, said she, and thou hadst kissed me, thy life-days had been done. But now, alas, she said, I have lost all my labour, for I ordained this chapel for thy sake, and for Sir Gawaine. And once I had Sir Gawaine within me, and at that time he fought with that knight that leath there dead in yonder chapel, Sir Gilbert the Bastard, and at that time 
he smote the left hand off Sir Gilbert the Bastard, and Sir Launcelot, now I tell thee, I have loved thee this seven year, but there may no woman have thy love but Queen Guinevere. But sithen I may not rejoice thee to have thy body alive, I had kept no more joy in this world but to have thy body dead. Then would I have bound it and served it, and so have kept it my life days, and daily I should have clipped thee and kissed thee in despite of Queen Guinevere. Ye say well, said Sir Launcelot, Jesu preserve me from your subtle crafts. And therewithal he took his horse, and so departed from her. And, as the book saith, when Sir Launcelot was departed, she took such sorrow that she died within a forty night, and her name was Helawis, the sorceress, lady of the castle Nigramos. Anon Sir Launcelot met with the damosel, Sir Meliot's sister, and when she saw him she clapped her hands and wept for joy. And then they rode unto a castle, thereby where lay Sir Meliot. And anon, as Sir Launcelot saw him, he knew him, but he was passing pale as the earth for bleeding. When Sir Meliot saw Sir Launcelot, he kneeled upon his knees and cried on high, O Lord Sir Launcelot, help me! Anon Sir Launcelot leapt unto him, and touched his wounds with her Gilbert's sword, and then he wiped his wounds with a part of the bloody cloth that Sir Gilbert was wrapped in, and anon an holer man in his life was he never. And then there was great joy between them, and they made Sir Launcelot all the cheer that they might. And so on the morn Sir Launcelot took his leave, and bade Sir Melio tie him to the court of my lord Arthur, for it draweth nigh of the feast of Pentecost, and there by the grace of God ye shall find me. And therewith they departed. Chapter 16 How Sir Launcelot, at the request of a lady, recovered a falcon by which he was deceived. And so Sir Launcelot rode through many strange countries, over marches and valleys, till by fortune he came to a fair castle, and as he passed beyond the castle, him thought he heard two bells ring, and then was he ware of a falcon came flying over his head toward an high elm, and long loons about her feet, and as she flew unto the elm to take her perch, the loons overcast about a bow and when she would have taken her flight she hung by the legs fast. And Sir Launcelot saw how that she hung, and beheld the fair falcon Perigot, and he was sorry for her. The meanwhile came a lady out of the castle, and cried on high, O oh, Launcelot, Launcelot, as thou art flower of all knights, help me to get my hawk, for an my hawk be lost my lord will destroy me for I kept the hawk, and she slipped from me, and if my lord my husband wit it, he is so hasty that he will slay me. What is your lord's name? said Sir Launcelot. Sir, she said, his name is Sir Felot, a knight that longeth unto the king of Northgalis. Well, fair lady, since that ye know my name, and require me of knighthood to help you, I will do what I may to get your hawk. And yet God knoweth I am an ill climber, and the tree is passing high. 
and few bows to help me withal. And therewith Sir Launcelot alighted, and tied his horse to the same tree, and prayed the lady to unarm him. And so when he was unarmed, he put off all his clothes unto his shirt and breech, and with might and force he clomb up to the falcon, and tied the lines to great rotten boyshe, and threw the hawk down, and it withal. Anon the lady got the hawk in her hand, and therewithal came out Sir Fellot out of the grooves suddenly. That was her husband, all armed, and with his naked sword in his hand, and said, O knight Launcelot, now have I found thee as I would, and stood at the bole of the tree to slay him. Ah, lady, said Sir Launcelot, why have ye betrayed me? She hath done, said Sir Pellot, but as I commanded her, and therefore there is none other boot but thine hour is come, that thou must die. That were shame unto thee, said Sir Launcelot, thou an armed knight to slay a naked man by treason. Thou gettest none other grace, said Sir Fellot, and therefore help thyself, and thou canst. Truly, said Sir Launcelot, that shall be thy shame, but since thou wilt do none other, take mine harness with thee, and hang my sword upon a bow, that I may get it and then do thy best to slay me, and thou canst. Nay, nay, said Sir Fellot, for I know thee better than thou weenst, therefore thou gettest no weapon, and I may keep thou therefrom. Alas, said Sir Launcelot, that ever a knight should die weaponless. And therewith he waited above him, and under him, and over his head he saw Ransopic, a big bough, leafless, and 